following is a presentation of Artisan Church in Rochester, New York. Okay, I'll be reading Psalm 37, verses 1 through 11 and 39 to 40. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light, and the justice of your cause like the, the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret over those who prosper in their way, over those who carry out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For the wicked shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look diligently for their place, they will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant prosperity. The salvation of the righteous is from, is from the Lord. He is their refuge in the time of trouble. The Lord helps them and rescues them. He rescues them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Now I'm going to read from Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 38. And if you have a red Bible, oh, good, the information's up here. So it's on page 838. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that for you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from who you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good, and lend and expect nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and to the, and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. The word of the Lord.
So we started a new series uh, here at Artisan last week. The series is called First Light. And if you were here with us before that, you know we were doing a series called Gradual Light. We're just, I'm just sort of obsessed with light right now. And um, it's kind of based on that line from Psalm 130 that says, My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. More than those who watch for the morning. The idea being that it has felt for a long time like we're waiting through a long, dark night. And we're just waiting for that first light to appear on the horizon. And we're kind of getting ready for the season of Lent, which is maybe interesting because the season of Lent is a season when you get ready for Easter. So we're getting ready to get ready. And the reason that we want to do that is because traditionally during Lent, there's an increased uh, effort towards spiritual practices and toward repentance and, and things like that. And I know that we are all so tired. We are all so tired. And what I was hoping to be able to do as we get toward Lent, is to give you some uh, spiritual practices that you can use during that season that don't require you to um, set aside 45 minutes in your day. They don't even require you to set any time aside in your day because you can do them at a stoplight, most of these things that we're going to be looking at. Um, And my hope is that as we get ready to go into Lent, to get ready for the season of Easter, that I will have given you some new... um, uh, tools for your tool chest, right? Or uh, maybe different colors for your palette if you're thinking of yourself as a spiritual painter. Isn't it interesting the metaphors that we use about the spiritual life, by the way? Is the spiritual life something that you need a toolbox for or something that you need a painter's palette for? Or maybe it's something else altogether. I'll let you decide that and think about that. That might be a fun thing to reflect on. But we started out last week with the Ignatian prayer of examine, which is a prayer of noticing, of taking inventory, um, of how God has been present with you and how you have been present with God. So I'm curious if anybody tried that this week. Um, can you give me like a hand up or a nod or something if you, if you tried that this week? Okay, I'm seeing a few people who said that they did. We practiced it in the room if you were here, um, and online, if you were on Zoom, of course. And then I asked you if you were going to try it this week, and a lot of you said that you were going to, and it looks like some of you followed through with that. Before I go on, and it's okay if, there's a, if the answer to this is no, I wonder if there's anybody in the room who had a really um, special experience with that that you would like to share. And if, you, if so, I'll give you the microphone and you can share it so that our community can be blessed by your story. And if you want to just kind of keep it to yourself, that's fine, too. Okay. I, w- I meant to give you a resource last week, so I'll give it to you now. There, there's a website, ignatianspirituality.com, that's put on by the Loyola Institute, and it has all kinds of great information about the Ignatian Examine, including many, many different versions of the prayer that you can use to keep it fresh for yourself, including one that's recommended for use during the season of Lent. So if, if Ignatian Examine really worked out for you, or if you want to continue to try it but don't quite remember how to do it, or don't know where to start with it, or keep going with it, IgnatianSpirituality.com is the way to go. All right? And today we're going to move on to the second simple spiritual practice, which I am going to call centering prayer. Now, this is something that we could call call by a few different names. Um, You might have heard the phrase meditative prayer or contemplative prayer. You might be familiar with mindfulness as a a 
meditation exercise separate from prayer or a version of prayer that uses mindfulness techniques and ideas. Um, you, you probably have heard about something like this, either in a Christian context or maybe not in a Christian context. And this is interesting because it's a technique that is applicable in all kinds of settings. Um, in all kinds of religious traditions, there are some versions of this, and there's a version of it that you can use if you have no religious belief whatsoever. And so consequently, because it is so widely used, including by um, people who are outside the church, if you will, uh, there is, there, there, there is a, in some sections of the Christian church a little bit of a pushback against this type of prayer. I, I don't say that because I want to start a fight with anybody, but in case you have been exposed to that pushback, I want to reassure you that this is, you know, we're going to do this in a way that um, I think should be very comfortable for everybody, whether or not you um, are aware of that type of concern. Um, and if you have a little bit of discomfort with the idea of a centering prayer in a Christian tradition, I would just invite you to, to keep an open mind for the next few minutes and to see what happens and uh, remind you that the fruit of the Spirit are never a trick of the devil. Right? And so if you uh, engage in a spiritual practice and it ends up generating more love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control... That is from the Spirit of God. That's the place that those things come from. And you can be reassured that you are on the right track. Also, for those of you who care, like I do, about the tradition and history of the church, rest assured that this type of prayer has a long history of use in uh, the Christian tradition. So, the reason I've chosen to use the term centering prayer in, in place of those others is because, for me, it gets to the heart of the specific skill that I do want to try to teach you as we head into Lent. And that skill is simply the act of returning your focus and your attention, which is kind of like recentering when you become distracted. How many of you were distracted when I said the word distracted? <laughs> he said, oh, distracted. Is he... Is he... <laughs> Is he calling me out right now in this moment? No, I'm not. But if you were distracted, what you can do, as you know, is simply return your attention to, um, in this case, it's the person who's talking to you at the moment, which happens to be me. But that same act of returning your focus and attention to something can be a really, and, and for me, is an extremely useful um, technique in the spiritual life. Okay? Now, you may have done something like this before. I wonder how many of you have ever used the Headspace app uh, or Calm, or One Giant Mind. There's a million meditation apps out there right now, and maybe your therapist told you you should try one, or maybe a friend recommended it, or you saw an ad for advertisement for it, you tried it out. Um, all of these apps, at least the ones that I'm familiar with and have tried myself, do something similar, which is to give you a focal point to return to when your mind wanders. And it's a when, not an if. It's when your mind, when your mind wanders, not if your mind wanders. So in the case of the Headspace app, you will probably know that it's, it's your breath. It, it asks you to return your attention to your breath, going into your body and out of your body. Um, if you have tried the One Giant Mind app, that's a little bit more like a transcendental type of meditation. They give you a mantra. They actually give you a Sanskrit word. If you really want to freak out the people in your conservative church at home, <laughs> I, don't recommend, I don't recommend you mention it, actually. Um, <laughs> I think the Calm app uses like nature sounds or maybe imagery. Um, I haven't tried that one in a long time. The point is that they all kind of do a similar thing, which is to give you something 
to focus on when you return your attention. So when your mind wanders, you come back to this. A breath, a word, an image, that kind of thing. And we're going to use something similar to do our approach to a Christian centering prayer. But rather than using your breath or a mantra from another language, we're going to use a word or image from the Bible. And I'll give you a specific passage to use in just a minute so that you don't have to look it up in the text or anything like that. But I want to tell you, it's important that you know you can really use anything. If you don't have a Bible at hand when you want to try this, surely you know one word from the Bible, right? Everybody knows one word from the Bible, or you will after this, and you can reuse it. It's totally fine. Or you could use an image, a picture. Um, You can do this in nature and use a tree. You really can do whatever you'd like. Um, The point isn't so much the specific thing that you're focusing on, but rather how the Spirit of God speaks to you through that centering object or idea, right? And I believe that God is present in all of those things and many other things. And so um, it, it, you don't need to worry too much if you don't have what feels like the perfect thing, right? The most important thing I would say is that it needs to be short and simple. So I'm going to recommend you take one word or one image. Um, and for a, a starting point for the, what might be the first time for some of you, let's use a passage that we've already heard read today at our call to worship. We'll use Psalm 37, and I'm just going to use the first five verses uh, of that text. And so we'll put it on the screen here in just a minute. And for those of you who can't see the screen, who might be listening to this without um, an image, um, I will read it to you now. And for those of you who've done Lectio Divina, you know how in the first reading of that technique, you sometimes see a word that kind of glows or sparkles or rises to the top for you. That's the kind of thing you're looking for now. Just find a word or an image, a picture from this passage, and then I'll tell you what to do with it, okay? Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. Now you could take almost literally any, any word longer than two letters on that screen and find some meaning in it and some usefulness in it for this practice. So do you have your word or your image? It might be a word or it might be a picture, like the grass withering is a really interesting picture, for example. That kind of thing can be useful. Has everybody got a word or an image that you're going to use for this practice? Okay. Here's what I'll ask you to do, and I'm deliberately just going to dive right in, and we'll debrief it after the fact. I'm going to ask you to sit comfortably. You might want to adjust your body. You don't have to, but be comfortable. I encourage you to close your eyes or to relax their focus so that you're not really seeing anything in the room. And now I'll have you take a deep breath all the way in. Hold it briefly and then slowly exhale. As you do that again, Maybe notice any part of your body that feels tense right now and and let it go. In and hold and exhale. Now you can return your breath to its normal rhythm. And I'll ask you now to turn your attention to your focal point, whatever you chose, and to begin to think about it. 
to absorb it or take it in, simply to witness it, to observe and see it. And I'll ask you for the next few minutes to keep your focus on that word or image. You can be sure that your mind will wander. And when that happens, what I would like you to do is simply notice that your mind has wandered and to recenter your focus on your word or your image. And I'll encourage you to do that without any force or strain and especially without any judgment of yourself. And as many times as you get distracted, simply return to your word or your image and entrust that the Spirit of God is present with you in this moment. I'll let you know when it's time to let go of that word. Keeping your eyes closed for now, you can gently let go of the word or the image that you have been meditating on. And you can take a nice deep breath in and start to become again aware of your body and your surroundings. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes. So, this was a very brief version of Centering Prayer. Just like I gave you about two minutes to practice that. And that's the kind of thing that you can do for just a few seconds, or you could do it for much longer than that if you wanted to. But I'm curious, um, if for those who are willing to share on mic so that our Zoom and Facebook friends can hear, what the experience was like for you, if you felt... Um, or noticed anything specific or, um, that you'd like to share, or if it was really difficult or really wonderful or really confusing. <laughs> All of those things are valid responses, and I think each one of those and any number of other types of responses would be helpful for our community to hear. So recognizing that that is a pretty open-ended question and not very specifically targeted. Who's got something to say? And I'll keep Zoom open here, too, if you want to type your thoughts in the Zoom chat. Um, so um, I, I didn't do a, a word or an image because I had to use three words, do not fret. Because if it was fret, that was something that I can do really, really easy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In fact, I was fretting. I was already off of do not fret and wondering if I was doing it right, even as you're saying, if you have to go back, go back to it. And I, so that was, you know, uh, just being able to uh, see those words. Uh, maybe I should have a tattoo of it on my arm. So I no, do not fret. And, and so uh, it was... I, and I realized that Fred is my default state. Um, so it was very, by, by the end of the two minutes, I was like, oh, I felt like I was finally able to center myself into mm. a do not fret. Yeah. And I was worried then that I was doing it too long. Um, <laughs> yes. that, was, that was mine. Thank you, Penny. That's a, a beautiful reflection. And I, I can tell that a lot of people in the room resonated with it. Um, 
While the next person uh, raises their hand and Penny takes the mic to them, I'll read one from Zoom that says, some of my distractions, quote, unquote, were wonderful memories of specific moments with friends. No relationship to the meditation, but somehow called up as my mind relaxed and brought me joy and delight. What a beautiful thing. Thanks for sharing that. So I'll jump right on that. The word that jumped out to me when I looked up on the screen was also delight. And so I've got my toddler with me because she didn't, <laughs> wasn't into staying in the room this morning. So I couldn't quite follow the directions exactly. Um, but having that word in mind, instead I took those moments to take those deep breaths and just, you know, I had to watch her. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I was looking for the delight in the way that she just, you know, was enjoying playing on these really cool big chairs yes. and with her water bottle. And um, it was an opportunity to just bring that focus to being present and noticing the delight that I see in her. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. That's beautiful. The word security jumped out at me. And... I try guided meditation, but as with any meditation, I'm always kind of like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I do lo- love to breathe, so I try to focus on my breath. And then I just tried to think of words that associate that I associate with security, like no fear mm. is two words, but that came up and that just felt so peaceful. I often see like images of Jesus like wrapping his arms around me mm. and I just came up with all these adjectives, comfort, contentment, peace, um, safety. And then I found myself almost like falling asleep and getting tired mm-hmm. because I felt so centered in that security and comfort. And then I got distracted a little bit, but the beauty is that I could come back to that. Um, so that was a really special gift this morning because I'm someone who lives with a lot of fear. So that was a little break from it and a focus on the present in which I am safe in the present. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's beautiful. So for me, it was trust and that, you know, the trust in the Lord aspect. And so for me, um, I put a lot of my trust in people or in a building, a church, not necessarily, you know, the Lord. And, and so it actually got me overwhelmed for the fact that reminding of like the trust that I would put in people or the security I put in people instead of the one, you know, that I need to put my full trust in. And so when I reminded that it's not about people, like people are a great gift and the church is a great gift, but who gave you that gift, you know, of being surrounded. And especially during this time of, you know, discovery for me and leaving a, you know, leaving a church, leaving a mindset that was so hurtful for me and coming back to understand that, that my trust is not in that. My trust is in the Lord had brought me so much, you know, joy and delight like other people were talking about. So yeah, trust had been the word that I was doing for the two minutes. Thank you. What a good word, Sean. And, you know, I'll, I'll just interject really quickly something about finding, finding a new church and, and leaving one behind that felt disappointing you in some ways and uh, I'm not putting these words in your mouth specifically but sometimes people have shown up here and said I'm so glad to find a church that won't hurt me and disappoint me (laughs) and I try to remind folks that we will do those things Um, not on purpose but that will happen and 
your word is a word, <laughs> that our trust is in the Lord, not in any church. And it's, I'm not saying that every situation is equal, and if you're in a, an unsafe situation, you need to get out of that and come to a, a, a safer situation. That's a very valid thing. But um, thank you for the reminder that we will always continue to um, potentially hurt and disappoint each other and that our trust is in the Lord. Wonderful. Thank you. I'll stop preaching now because you already preached. <laughs> I preacher-splained you. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I hate being still. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> um, so, like, I believe there's purpose to it, and so I think it's important to sometimes do these exercises because if you are naturally inclined to be on the go and be busy and all those things, then it's important to pause and rest and uh, take a second to think. And mine was delighting in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And similar but different to what Sean said, uh, going through deconstruction of faith and reconstruction, um, like, I think sometimes I forget, like, there's joy in the Lord, too. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, it's not all this bad, hard thing that you learn because of church. Mm. But, like, there's true joy in the Lord. And so, like, the image I was having was, like, just, like, looking up at God and smiling and, like, <laughs> him smiling back or her smiling back. And just feeling, like, that joy that sometimes gets lost. So Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I'm realizing that we're, we're using up time pretty quick here, but I don't want to cut anybody off. If we have, we have time for one or two more, maybe. Mine was trust in the Lord also. And I'm working on a project that I want to do by the time I'm 70, which is in May. And if you heard about it, you would wonder about me. It's a very physical project and something that I don't quite believe I can do. Hmm. And when I started meditating on trust in the Lord, all of a sudden I was there where I have to do what I have to do in order to do what I want to do. Hmm. And it's like, wait a minute, how did I get here? And it's all about trusting the Lord that I can do what I need to do. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll vamp us out here, but if anybody else is like, I really want to share something, then feel free to put your hand up and I'll, I'll find a place to pause what I'm saying to allow for that. But I think so often we come to the spiritual life and specifically to the idea of prayer, saying, I need to be very eloquent. I need to say all the right things, pray all the right things. And what I love about this type of centering prayer is that it just brings it down to almost nothing, and God meets you there anyway. Which is one of the reasons why you can do it anywhere, at any place. You, you can't probably spend two full minutes with your eyes closed at a stoplight. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. But you can do five to ten seconds of this at a stoplight. You really can. And you can do a longer version of it when you get home if you want. Um, 
The things that I would stress for you, I very much want for you to be gentle with yourself when it comes to the distraction concept, right? It, it, being distracted from prayer, any type of prayer, but is not an indication of your lack of holiness or uh, being too unspiritual for prayer um, at all. And one of the great lessons from this type of exercise, in fact, the number one thing I would want to give you as you leave from this place with this idea in your tool chest or on your painter's palette, is that you can always return. You can always return. As a matter of fact, returning to the center after an experience of distraction or pulling away, it might be like one of the most central aspects of a healthy spiritual life. You can always return completely without judgment, leaving aside any frustration um, without any exertion or strain or anxiety. Simply return your focus. This is a grace that you have access to. You can always return. That's one of the many reasons that we take communion every single week at Artisan. Um, Because no matter what you have spent your week doing, whether you feel extra holy today or very far from God, no matter how much time you have spent or not in prayer this past week, no matter how many sins you have committed, Jesus still invites you to his table. And for our understanding of Christian worship, for 17 plus years now, this is the center. The table of the Lord is the center. The grace of God poured out in the body and blood of the Savior. This, I point to the table which happens to be empty because of the mechanism by which we're taking communion these days, but this is our breath as a community. This is our mantra. This is our focal point. This is the thing we return and center ourselves on week after week after week after week after week. And so now, uh, as an entire community spread out as far and wide as we may be, physically, emotionally, or spiritually, let us return to that center now. Leaving behind any distractions, leaving behind any judgment placed on us by others or by ourselves, placing our focus on the love and mercy of Jesus as expressed by his broken body, and has poured out blood. Receiving that into our own bodies, into our own blood streams. There's nothing you need to do because there's nothing you can do to increase God's love and grace and mercy for you. You are already there. And God was here all along. So may the love of Christ fill your spirits as these elements fill your bodies. May it overflow from you. And may it flood into the world around you. Amen. For more information, visit us at artisanchurch.com. 